curating curiosity through compelling conversation. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Jesse Mogul, host of Everything's Interesting with Jesse Mogul, and you are listening to the Blink of the Week. Today's Blink is of the weakest. Weakest doesn't sound like a good word to use here. I'm going to bleakest of the strongest. If you haven't been checking out this app called Blinkist, guys, I'm, I'm highly recommending it. One of my favorite things to listen to. Um, it's basically they taking, they're condensing books. I've done this now once or twice, but I'm really just trying to get this motivated, scheduling these out on Fridays. So they take these great books and they condense them down into what they call blinks, little chapters. And so you can take a book that could be really long, and you get a summary of it. So if you don't have time to read, you at least get the PowerPoints and you can check it out from there. So I highly recommend it. They are not sponsoring my show, although the goal is for one day for them to because I am a huge fan. But that's beside the point. To this week's Blink of the Week is called Beyond Willpower by Alexander Lloyd. Um, this really talks about using different ways to make yourself happy um, by not looking at outside forces, but looking internally to register what it is that's not making you happy, figure that out and change it. Because with external forces, you start, you start looking at wants, needs, desires. These are things that take time. They're, they're longevity where true happiness comes from the inside and can occur now. So if you're trying to, if you want to feel happier or less stressed or freer from anxiety, um, and you start looking at ways to do that that are going to take weeks and months, then you're not fixing what you could be doing, dealing with now. And so if you're looking for more free time or less anxiety, what is something that you can do now that can allow that to happen? Uh, For all of you, that's going to be different. For me, that's different. Uh, You know, for me, I had uh, some anxiety about getting this podcast done. I've just got my other two uploaded, uh, one just got published to iTunes, the other one is scheduled for release on Wednesday, and this was really why I got up before the sun rose to make sure that all this stuff was done before I went to my meeting. So it talks about, this book talks about the greatest principle, and for, for those of you that feel aimless and are unhappy, um, internal problems are ailing you regardless of what outside factors are going on, okay? So if you're feeling aimless and unhappy, there are internal problems inside of you that are causing this, regardless of whatever's going on outside. Your kids are making a humongous noise in the morning, not getting ready. Your husband or wife or significant other isn't willing to take out garbage. Whatever it might be, these are external forces that are causing you unhappiness. But what is the internal, the internal problem? Is it the fact that you have lack of communication, lack of preparation? Uh, what is it you can do on the inside? that can allow the outside to start to reflect. If you have a lot of external issues that are causing you problems of the anxiety, stress, unhappiness order, you're seeing that inside as well. Um, It's sort of like when I was taught about inflammation of my knee when I tore it all up last year. I was told that if the knee's inflamed, then that means that the brain's inflamed. And so you're, you have not just inflammation of that particular region, but it's happening all over your body, which is going to cause you overall discomfort. And so you have to be willing to heal all of the inflammation and not just specifically focus on the knee. Uh, blink number one, the chapter, they call them blinks, says your ultimate goal should be based on internal force, not external force. 
and external forces would include uh, money, achievement, health. These are all external circumstances. Uh, when they did a poll and they asked people, um, you know, what makes them happy, not even, not, you know, what makes them happy or feelings of content or joy or success, whatever it might be, 99% of respondents answered with the with external circumstances answers, meaning that a majority of our civilization, I mean 99%, at least in this poll, see external circumstances controlling their overall happiness. Well-being, just, just assume when I say happiness that I'm talking about your overall state of mind. Um, it could be just anything on the positive side and not the negative side. Uh, but deep down, we know that external circumstances, because these external forces... Uh, will not be why you you get out of bed in the morning. They will not be what keeps you motivated for tomorrow. You know, you might wake up in the morning and to to go to work, but is you know, are you going to work to make money? So for uh, all these external reasons, yes, you've got to have a house over your head, you got to have a car in the driveway, you got to have insurance for all of this stuff. Um, but is it what's ultimately making you happy? Somebody could destroy your car, your house could get damaged. There's so many other things that could happen. And you hear about these people in extreme situations. Um, maybe it's a Syrian refugee stuck in one of these camps, and, and they, they, they're still laughing, and they still can find joy in day-to-day life because, yes, they've lost so much, but yet their family's with them or you know, they know that uh, down the road happiness will one day again find them. People choose external goals because of the myths that we're pushing on ourselves. Uh, we're raised, you know, we we're raised by a Western civilization that is all about consumerism. And so, you as a child, you're seeing your parents um, bring joy to themselves and to you by going to a store and buying you something. I mean, think about when you were a kid and you wanted an ice cream cone or you wanted a candy bar. Uh, you know, when your parents bought you something, you got happy. And when they didn't buy you something, you got upset. And so we are pushed at a very young age, whether we know it or not, to believe that external forces are what makes us happy. People choose these external goals because of long-standing held beliefs. But the deeper goal already motivates you. You know why we eat, why we brush our teeth, why we go to work. Something inside of us already drives us to find it, to go back to that childhood and realize that there's happiness in just running in a field with your friends and just riding a bike. I mean, I, from the 80s, I probably had a little bit more freedom than children do nowadays to just pretty much run amok in the neighborhood, um, never really making the old man down the street happy when we were trampling all over his lawn. Um, but you got to look at it that way. If you have these long-held beliefs in your head that... In order to find happiness, you need a new pair of shoes, you need a new item, you need something that's outside of, of yourself, then you're going about it all wrong. And we're going to discuss that as we go further into this podcast. Um, chasing after everything you want, this is in blink number two. Chasing after everything you want won't bring you happiness. You know that. You've gone out and you've bought the new pair of shoes and you've liked them all there in the store. You go home, you try them on. Again, you love them. They go in your closet. You know that in the back of your head they're there. You wear them a couple nights out with your friends, whatever you bought them for. But ultimately, they just become another pair of shoes in the closet. That joy you got from them no longer exists. I got a new car recently, excuse me, much more out of necessitation than actual desire. My old Saturn, finally, I used to say I would drive that thing until the wheels fell off. Well, I had some issues with my brake, master cylinders or something that I don't quite fully understand, and it was going to cost me $1,500 to get fixed. 
the guy was like, my mechanic, who's very honest, said, you said you were driving this till the wheels fell off. The wheels are about to fall off. So put $1,500 more into this car or take that money and go get a new car. So I went out and bought a Hyundai Santa Fe Sport, which I had been wanting for years, but just was not willing to buy based upon the fact that the car I currently own still was fine. Um, there was many other reasons that Saturn was starting to fall apart, air conditioner and seatbelt issues and things of that nature. It was getting to the point. I mean, the fact that it was 18 years old did not help. Um, and I still get into that Santa Fe with extreme amount of joy because it was such an accomplishment for me to get. And it was something I told myself I would not ever buy as long as I was still drinking because I did not want to drink and drive. Um, and now that I don't drink anymore, I'm allowed to have this car. And I'm still finding great enjoyment out of having it and I'm coming up on 100 days with it. So that is something different because internally I knew that I had finally achieved something that allowed me to go off and now accomplish an external force. And so there was a difference in my heart there and that's why I still find enjoyment in the car because I didn't buy it just because I wanted to buy it. I bought it because it was time and I had earned it. Um, look at back when you were a child. You had this they, in, the, in this Beyond Willpower. They talk about a three-part system for a child to get something. You plan on getting it. Let's say you're at a grocery store. You want a candy bar, so you plan on getting it. You gotta ask, you gotta ask your mother. So step two, you go ask your mother. If your mother says no, then you go to step three, which is per- persistent demand, plead, negotiate. I'll clean my room. I'll do my homework better, whatever it might be, and you get the candy bar. Um, if you don't, you throw a fit. And if your parents are strong and good, then they don't get you the candy bar. More than likely they do. And you learn very quickly that when you want happiness, that all you need to do is make a plan to get it, ask for the happiness, and then throw a temper tantrum when you don't get it. As an adult, it's much easier because you have your own money. So you decide you want something and boom, next thing you know, you have it. But is it really truly bringing you happiness? Yes, when you hit send or buy on the internet or you go in somewhere and, and say charge it and you walk out with the bag, there's that rush of adrenaline. There's that serotonin release in your brain, um, but it's fleeting and it's short. It's, it's much like uh, alcohol or drug use and that it makes you happy for a moment, but ultimately the hangover will be much worse. And now you've reset your um, intentions bar, your, your happiness level, so that, yeah, think about it this way. When you only have $100 in your bank account and you go out and buy something that's $100, there's an intensity there because you realize that, one, you've gotten something that's very expensive that you can barely afford, and two, you've run out of money. Um, And so your happiness level is will jump very high. But if you have a million dollars in your bank account and you buy something for $100, there is probably no joy there at all. It's just money that's spent and you don't care. Um, and so the more your bar, so when the more that bar gets moved, you know, you buy a $100 item and you only have $100 in the bank account, that's great. What happens down the road when you have 1000 or 10000 um, the joy bar gets reset, and now you have to spend more and more money to to reach that same level of happiness that you once could achieve at a hundred dollars. And so that this is just like the alcohol and drug. Uh, if you if you see a model for the alcohol and drug use and how it becomes an ism, um, that is exactly how it is. You start off with one hit, and that eventually doesn't become enough, and the bar consistently gets reset higher and higher and higher. So as an adult, you're always searching for that next thing to make us happy instead of seeing the happiness inside ourselves already. You know, you're looking for the sex, the food, the drugs, the rock and roll, whatever it is, you're looking for an external force that could make you happy. Um, you could cheat. Um, let's, go, let's go with eating. You know, you, you might have set a goal for fitness. 
and say, I want to have abs or I want to be this level uh, fit. And then you could cheat and go off and eat a pizza when you know that you should be eating broccoli. Um, and, but in that pizza for that split moment will make you happy. But as soon as you're done eating and now you're laying on the couch, you're going to feel fat, you're going to feel bloated, you're going to feel guilty. And if you had just gone and done it the way you knew and just eaten broccoli and just eaten a, a plain chicken breast, you would be a bit full. And so you've got to stop yourself before you start going for the easy happiness and, and look at the long-term happiness. And this is really what helps me when I think about never having another drink or I'm very focused on my fitness and you know the, I'll be hungry driving home from somewhere and I'm passing by all these fast food restaurants and I'm like, no, if you just get home and make yourself a protein shake and have some cashews, you're going to feel full and you're going to be a lot better off than if you just stopped at Burger King. Blink number three discusses that you know, we imagine that ailments could rest inside of our body, that our body can have its cells reprogrammed like a brain. Cells seem to remember pain and pleasure, which creates triggers in us that are a result of cellular memory. So when you're driving home and you're seeing Burger King, you, your cellular memory knows that that burger is going to taste absolutely amazing. But your cells also remember how it hurts your stomach afterwards or how it leaves you feel bloated or how the next morning when it's bathroom time, things don't go as well as they should. And so your, your cells have the ability to remember positive and negative. And in the blink, it actually goes and discusses in depth, um, well, in depth for a blink anyways, about how a woman who had gotten a organ transplant who had normally always eaten very healthy was all of a sudden uh, prone to cravings for unhealthy food, how she, had all of a, uh, how she had all of a sudden after the surgery started to dislike previous colors that she liked and like colors that she previously had disliked, and upon doing some research, found that the person who had donated the organ had these cravings and had the like and dislike for these particular colors. And so the cells remember. And so they, they can, but they can also be reprogrammed. Everything about you can be reprogrammed. You're constantly evolving. I believe I remember hearing that every seven years, every single cell in your body changes and is reprogrammed. Uh, you have an entirely new body every seven years. Some things happen faster. Some things change every week. Every, some, things, some things change every two months. You know, it's like uh, the smoker. You know, after a year, two, three, five, ten, there's different aspects of their body that have healed themselves from the last cigarette. So your body is ever evolving. And it's always changing. You have to put the effort in, though, to reprogram it. You can't just sit there and expect change to happen on its own. In fact, I'm a firm believer that no change worth its weight and salt happens easily. It has to be an effort. It has to be an effort. And the, and the only true effort is, with, is effort that's made outside your comfort zone. So if you feel like you're outside your comfort zone while you're trying to reprogram yourself, then you know that you're actually in a place of true change. But if what you're doing is easy, if you're like, I'm going to lose some weight, so I'm going to go walk around the block. Yes, that is much better than just sitting on the couch. But if you're just walking very slowly, like basically a turtle could pass you, you're not doing much. Yes, you're doing something, and I'm not discounting this people who say, Jesse, don't, don't tell people who are normally lethargic not to even go on a walk. I'm not. But I'm saying just step up the pace a little bit. Push yourself outside your comfort zone. No one can possibly disagree with me on this. When you push yourself outside your comfort zone is when you will see true change. But if you're just laissez-faire attitude on an exercise bike while you're reading a magazine and your feet are barely moving, don't expect drastic changes. Expect to maintain the status quo. 
Bleak number four discuss that you, you, to heal your energy, you need to re- rid yourself of painful ailments. Mental hang-ups. Your body consists of energy. And if some goes bad, it needs to be repaired. Healed, whatever word you want to use. Now, in this book, they talk about the energy medicine tool. Now, the Alexander Lloyd and, and Beyond Willpower goes into the energy medicine tool. Um, it says that if you want to make a, a, some massive change in your life, that to say a short prayer to acknowledge the pain. So it could be just sit there and, and get yourself some solitude, close your eyes and be like, you know, pray to whoever you pray to and say, you know, I wish to no longer be depressed or I wish to, lo- to no longer be unhappy with my body. Let's go with that because there's a lot of body issues in this in this country. Hell, I have them, and I'm decently fit. So I would say the prayer, you know, uh, dear universe, you know, I wish that my anxiety and depression that I have about my body would be healed so I could be free to feel comfortable in my own skin. All right, then it says take both of your hands and stack them on top of one another and put them over your heart. And then make small circular motions and every 10 or 15 seconds change directions. So you're, you're going clockwise for 10 or 15 seconds. You're going counterclockwise for 10 or 15 seconds with hands stacked over your heart. Do this for about three minutes. You don't have to have your eyes closed. This isn't, you know, if you want to meditate with it, you can. Don't ever think that there's a wrong way to do this. You know, that's the thing I learned about meditation. There's not a wrong way to meditate. Yes, there are people out there who can quiet their mind and get into that Zen region. That is great for them. For me, my mind races. And so I was having an issue with meditating because I was just going off into daydream land where I spent a ton of my time. And I was telling people, I'm just not going to meditate anymore because I clearly cannot get it right. And they they said, Jesse, stop with that mentality. Just meditate. And if your mind races, allow it to race and put effort into pulling it back. But if it doesn't work and it continues to race, let it continue to race. But just continue to meditate. And as time goes by, you'll be able to quiet yourself more and more and more because you'll have gotten the practice of being in that state where you allow the noise to enter, but you also allow the noise to leave. And that was very important for me to hear because it gave me freedom to meditate how I wanted to meditate, knowing that this is a marathon, not a sprint. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. Always keep that in mind, that there's very few things that you can just snap your fingers and achieve. And so with meditation, this is something I would be doing until the day of my last breath. And so like with this energy medicine tool, don't worry about whether you're doing it right or wrong. Just stack your hands on top of one another, put them over your heart, and do and, and, and change the direction every 15 seconds. And just it's just tiny little circles. I'm doing it right now. And it's, just, it's almost like you're massaging your pectoral muscle. And if you're a woman, then you're massaging your boob. Hell, if you're a man, you're massaging your boob. Do this for about three minutes. Set a timer on your iPhone, whatever you want to do. Then you take your stacked hands and you move them to the forehead. And you do the same as, as, as you just did over your heart. 10 to 15 seconds uh, counterclockwise, f- 10 to 15 seconds clockwise doing this for three minutes. And if you want to do 30-minute, 30 30-second 30 portions. And so every 30 seconds you switch. And so it's three, three sets of 30 seconds going counterclockwise, three sets of 30 seconds going clockwise. However you want to do it, just stack your hands over your heart do that for three minutes, stack your hands on your forehead, do that for three minutes, and then stack your hands on top of your head, and it's called the crown position, and do that for three minutes, changing directions every 10, 15, 20, 30, whatever seconds amount you want to do. 
It's that simple to add this energy medicine tool. And I've been doing it and I do notice that there's a calmness. There's a calmness within me. And it could just be that that's that's my perception because I've done this. You know, you do this, it takes about 10 minutes for each one, you know, your three sections of your body for three minutes each. So you're doing this and whether it's your perception that you feel more comfortable or whether it's a reality, it's you've done it. And you'll, you'll, while this is going on, you can be thinking about how the, the wish that you just made to the universe or to your God, that you wish that you no longer had self-esteem issues about your body so that you could feel comfortable in your own skin when you're out meeting new people. And as you think about this, you're going to start to tear down those walls of what's holding you back on the inside. So try that. Absolutely try this. It's very awesome. Um, it's Blink number four. Um, if you wanted to go out and Google this, just remember it's called Beyond Willpower by Al- Alexander Lloyd. I'll put it in the show notes so that you guys can find it. Uh, blink number five, and this, we're almost done here, guys. So stay with me now. I know I'm getting a little long-winded, but this is but you know internal happiness and reaching. Uh, just it doesn't even have to be like constant thrilled with yourself, but just content. And in our society, just being content with yourself seems like a very difficult thing to achieve. And that's something I I focus on every day, and I hope that you do as well. Because it is possible, regardless of how many external forces are causing you to become distracted with what internally you need. Your desires and your success goals are not the same thing. You need to know what your ultimate goal is. What does desire look like? If desire doesn't match your goals, then you won't achieve your ultimate goal. Your success goals aren't based on external circumstances. Rather, they are related to things you can achieve at this moment. Part of the definition of a success goal is obtaining it, is that obtaining it can happen now, and they will not always share the same traits as desires. Okay, so obviously I was reading that off my notes. But imagine a desire is something like, I desire a better abs. Okay, that's going to take time. But, uh, but my, a success goal which is having better abs means that I'm going to have to go to the gym and work my butt off and constantly, constantly, constantly be focused on that. Whereas an internal goal that I'm trying to achieve could just be happiness with the body that I have now. And then that therefore that is something that I need to just meditate upon and think, what can I do to just be happy with who I am now? Your desires are based on external forces, whereas your success goals must correspond to an inner state. You are never in, in total control of external forces. You know this. The more you add a significant other and children and mortgage and car payments to your life, you realize external for, forces are controlling you a majority of your, your day. All right, Success goals must correspond to an inner state. What you desire always lies in the future, but your ultimate success goal can be achieved now. So yes, you can't just sit there and say, I have amazing abs now, but you can achieve that feeling that you're working towards them, okay? Which means that can bring you happiness now. I, I, I work daily on just looking at myself in the mirror and saying, you know you're constantly making steps f- toward what your ultimate desire is, and today you have done everything you can, whether it's in the gym or in the kitchen, to manage what your ultimate goal will be and to manage the internal happiness you feel ab- about the process that you are going through. You can't control being happy in two years, but you can control being happy now. So I can't control what my abs will look like in two years, but I can control being happy now. I can control being 
focused on the happiness that I can achieve at this moment. And by saying things like, Jesse, you're working hard towards what you're doing and you do not need to be stressed out about what's going to happen in an hour or five hours. It's, it's a mindset that I've really taken on with the alcoholism that I'm, that I'm recovering from because I, I don't allow myself to get stressed out about the possibility that I'm going to go visit some friends in Phoenix or Vegas or somewhere and there's an, everyone's going to be drinking and having fun and I won't be drinking because I'm still going to be having fun. In fact, I have proven to myself that I can have just as much, if not more fun than I used to by staying sober. Not by more fun than what other people are having because I don't know how much fun somebody else is really having. They could be acting like they're having a blast and not. I don't know. I don't know. But I know how much fun I'm having. And when I went to Chicago for the Grateful Dead and saw some of my best friends on the planet, I had a blast. I remember every single moment of it. It It's like it was a book. I have never gone on a trip and not blacked myself out. Uh, And so to be able to go there and have fun and stay sober the whole time and show myself that I can go and dance to Grateful Dead music and I don't need to be tripping or on drugs or drinking heavily was a major, major win for me and something that keeps me happy every single time I think about it. Blink number six discusses controlling your worries systematically and building confidence by accessing them and applying your energy medicine tool when needed. Okay, list your fears and rate them from zero to ten. And no, it, okay, and then list your desires and your confidence in achieving them. So if your fear is I will never have amazing abs, rate that. Well, I know I'm going to have pretty damn good abs, so I'm going to give that about a six on a scale of ten. All right, my, what is my desire and confidence in achieving them over time? About an eight. I really do. I, I've seen changes in the gym, and I know that if you stay focused and you work hard, you are going to see changes. It's just going to take a while. You're not going to get them overnight. It is. It just seriously is not possible. Okay, so now you've listed that out. My fear of not having abs is a six. My desire and confidence in achieving them, that's going to be an eight. Now tackle those worries while boosting your confidence. Okay, use your energy medicine tool when negative thoughts occupy your mind over time and reduce and replace them with peace and love. So when I start to stress out about not having the abs, I'm going to do the energy medicine tool, which is the stacked hands over the heart, the forehead, and the crown. And I'm going to say to myself, Jesse, you are achieving what you can achieve today, and you're staying focused and determined. And that's all that you can do. It's all you can do. So you can stay focused and determined. And if it takes, some people have had jobs in their 30s and 40s they've hated while they raised their children, and then finally were able to empty nest syndrome their kids out the door to college and been able to change their careers. And they've seen fulfillment and happiness at 50. I don't want you to have to wait till that age. But just know that if you're in a position where you think that you're locked into this life now, one, there are ways to change it, and we'll go into that later. But two, then have a long-term goal. If you think, no, Jesse, I cannot stop being a teacher. I cannot stop being a fireman. I cannot stop. And I mentioned those because I'm thinking about my friends in Indiana uh, who aren't necessarily unhappy or happy. That's not my point. My point is that I just think about jobs that I know people have in middle America who are raising amazing children, but they can't just quit being teachers. They can't just quit being firemen. They have to have these jobs to provide for their family. And that is awesome. That's awesome. I, I still waiter in this city. I still wait tables. And that is awesome. It allows me financial freedom to do all of my entrepreneurial endeavors, but it is not necessarily where I want to be. I don't, I don't want to be clocking in and having somebody else boss me around. So you have to realize that you might have something going on right now that doesn't make you necessarily always happy. You want to be your own boss. You want to start your own business. But at the same time, you have to be able to pay those bills. You, know, uh, you have to manage what you can manage. 
and you 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 don't know what you don't know you 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 only can manage what you can manage and you you will learn how to grow those things over time and eventually you will morph into who you want to be for some they can take that step today because they have less commitments mortgages and car payments and kids like i've mentioned before and you know with me it's me it's only me if i decide i want to take this headset off right now and throw it up against the wall throw my computer down and go outside and stare at a tree for two hours no one's going to tell me no but if i had kids somebody wouldn't let me just stare at a tree for two hours so use your energy medicine tool to reduce and replace those negative thoughts with positive ones of peace and love when you start having stressors about your body or your life and just ask the universe uh, i wish to feel more comfort in my my current job situation so that i may have peace and uh, tranquility within myself so that i can really see what's going on around me and i'm telling you when you do that you're actually going to find that you're going to be able to locate happiness so much easier and positivity i have this saying it's called the power of positive energy release and flow when you release positive energy your life flows like a river all right, whenever you have negative energy, then the river gets dammed. It's like little beavers ahead of you are just building dams and they're blocking this water. They're blocking your energy. And so when you have these negative thoughts and you release those out, you're going to see nothing but dams all in front of you. And it's going to make you more frustrated, so you're going to build more dams. And if you just turn that upside down and say, no, I will see the positivity in this, then you will notice that the dams will begin to release and your life will begin to flow in more harmony. It's just the way I see things, how you see things or how you see things. And I'm telling you, I've been living with this motto since I was 16, and it works for me. I have stayed positive in, in the face of extreme negativity, of extreme circumstances where I could allow the depression to take over, and I just don't let it. At the same time, I was also a 20-year alcoholic, and so clearly there was something going on in my body that was not allowing me to achieve that pure, positive energy release that I wanted. Now that I'm sober, I'm finding that I have a lot more energy to delegate out to the things that make me happy, and I don't lay around in bed just binge-watching the Vikings all the time. Though that was a good TV show, I am not dogging the Vikings. Uh, you need to monitor your attitude, and this is how we're going to close out the show, guys. Monitor your attitude and make habits of positive thinking. Rate your worries. Rate your positive beliefs. And do this for 40 days. Seeing this internal focus consistent using your energy medicine tool, deprogram your negative thoughts and replace them with positive thoughts. And keep it going for 40 days. Keep it going for 40 days and just try it. I almost feel like I should have led with this. Because I could have said at the beginning, I will show you a way to reprogram yourself so that in 40 days you see things through a completely different lens and you're a positive. I'm going to put this in my posts, on my Facebook page. I'm going to make sure that this is in my show notes. 40 days of doing your energy medicine tool. I'm only a week into it and I'm already feeling better. So my confidence is already being restored. The negative thoughts are going. You know, don't, don't chase a goal that is all wrong. Imagine, you know, and that's one of the important things that I've been trying to focus on. Don't chase a goal that is all wrong. This is how the book finishes up. This is how the blink finishes up. It says that imagine you rubbed a genie bottle and there's a genie and it comes out. It says you have one wish, but you have 10 seconds. And once the 10 seconds is up, I'm disappearing forever. More than likely, whatever you name off has your wish when you only have 10 seconds to decide is your ultimate goal. 
is your ultimate goal for what you want. If it's to have a million more wishes, that's not a wish. Stop being silly. If it's to have a million dollars, okay, then what is the underlying reason to have a million dollars? Is it just buy expensive things? Because a million dollars won't not buy you much. Ask yourself, what is it that you would wish for if you only had 10 seconds to wish for it? Use your energy medicine tool. Try these practices, and in 40 days, come back and tell me how you feel. So that's it. That's it for my everything's interesting with jesse mogul i'm about ready to go into a coughing fit so i'm going to wrap this up it's called beyond willpower it's by alexander lloyd i highly recommend that you check it out a big fan of this blink big fan of this book i'll put the sh- i'll put in the show notes how you can find it so you can go out there and you can discover this for yourself as always i am curating curiosity through compelling conversation god this has got me so excited i cannot wait to hear how this works for you find me on mediamogul.com leave me some comments when I, uh, underneath the post it's under podcast you won't be too hard to find it and it'll be under self-actualization check it out there go on facebook at media mogul leave me some comments on what you think about this find me on itunes at mediamogul.com forward slash itunes find me on all other forms of social media at jesse mogul i love it whenever you guys give me feedback thank you so much for everything that you do i love that you listen and as always stay curious and be interesting this is jesse mogul have a great day